Okay, yo, you're listening. This is the Yo Is This Racist podcast uh, recorded under special circumstances. Uh, I'm here. It's Andrew Solo, or not Andrew Solo. I'm it's also here. Andrew without <laughs> Tawny and Kevin uh, because I'm in uh, New Orleans staying with... Uh, it's been a minute since you've been on the show with Z-Chan. It's been like 10 years. It's been about 10 years. <laughs> That's not true. Like one calendar decade. That probably That's probably true. Man, well, uh, Z's I back. Did such a good job. Z's back. <laughs> <laughs> Z's back. We're staying. We're staying at a. Or he's staying. I'm visiting him. I'm a house guest in his place in New Orleans. So, um, without uh, the adults to be here to ensure sound quality, um, I know this sounds worse, but. It probably sounds okay. We got coffee going in the background. We're not turning the air conditioning off. Z asked me if he should turn the air conditioning off in the goddamn middle of the day in New Orleans. <laughs> we would be sitting in There's like no chance. Two inches of condensation. No fucking chance. <laughs> um, so what this probably is is going to be it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. We're going to do voicemails. Um I have not particularly been paying attention. Oh, I didn't even tell you. See, we could. I I could have told you this before we started rolling, mm-hmm. and we might cut this, but probably not. Uh, we usually we change since a decade ago when you were on the show. <laughs> we change up the format. Okay. Um, we we talk about sort of like racism news, which I did not prepare. So we'll just sort of shoot the shit on okay. how you're doing. Uh, <laughs> Just life and career-wise, I guess, interview mm-hmm. style because mm-hmm. we have a guest. We don't usually we don't. It's been a, we we don't always have guests anymore. Um, and then we'll take a break and we'll do some some racism voicemails. So cool. Um, yeah, man. How's New Orleans? It's good. I'm here co-show running a TV show uh, created by Boots Riley called "I'm a Virgo," which will be on Amazon um, probably next year. At some Sick. Point. So we were about 40-something days into the shoot. <laughs> I, I arrived. Uh, Z, Z was, oh, we're, this, is, this is the, uh, we're, oh, I, the, uh, we're, not, the we're not stopping recording, and we're probably not going to cut this. No, this is good. This is part of real life. This is. Yeah. May I have some coffee, Z? <laughs> yes, you can have some coffee. You want black? Yes, please. This is, um, like, this is, like, this is like a morning show where it's like you have coffee. Yeah. Z Z looked um, pretty exhausted when I showed up here. Also, um, his fridge was full of like more uh, like Chinese soups. Yeah, that he had just like Tupperwares of it than like most human beings live with. So that is the pattern, I think, <laughs> at home or when I'm traveling. <laughs> Is, I mean, I moved into this place. So I moved into a house here at the beginning of January, knowing that I was going to be here starting to shoot. And the first thing I bought was like a 20-quart um, uh, stock okay. pot. I'm looking at it. That yeah. didn't come with the house? Didn't come with the house. With the house. It was a Amazon purchase. And I've been continually making <laughs> Chinese soups of it since then. Uh, those- there's no one to eat them. So the... the the freezer is filled with yeah. frozen Tupperware. Well, that that soup brought me back to life because I was truly in a 36-hour hangover after our 
<laughs> like the the big night in New Orleans and the the degree to which is 48 super- hours if you're really doing the math that's not let's <laughs> not go like all the way I was pretty impressed it was two full days it was two full days of just being a little baby in bed but yeah I finally watching dune lore I, I watched videos dune on my phone and then I was like what is dune all about why did I watch so much dune it's not good um wait okay so since the last time you've been on too um you started a comic book company mm-hmm. so if it has been 10 full years um i don't think it has but i'm pretty sure you didn't have tko away. okay uh yeah i staffed on a bunch of tv shows and co-founded tko studios which is a comic book company that works with um creators like roxanne gay um garth ennis jeff lemire and we we're entering our third year of being around. Yeah. And then I created and show ran um, a Gremlins animated prequel, which will be out oh, yeah. in, on HBO Max. Yes, yes, in, yes. Can you say anything about it? Yeah. Because there's stuff that's been out, right? Yeah, there's stuff that's been out. Yeah, yeah. Um, Can I, all right, so I'll just say the thing, and if we have to cut it, we'll cut it, which is I'm excited that it's going to be fucking mad Chinese. <laughs> it is going to be mad Chinese. It's unapologetically Chinese. So... It is, um, you know, the old Chinese guy at the beginning of Gremlins, Mr. Wing. Yeah. So this is a animated prequel that takes place in 1920s China. That old Mr. Wing is 10 years old, and it's a story of how he meets Gizmo, and they go on this adventure through China to return Gizmo to his ancestral home. And we have, like, you know, we build on the Gremlins mythology it's a co-production between Warner Brothers Animation and Amblin. And uh, Spielberg is an executive producer. And Joe Dante, the director of the original movies, is oh, a nice. consulting producer. And um, yeah, it's fun. We have one season pretty close to being in the can. And the second season is being Sick. Uh, animated right now. Um, pulling a thread of the Asian thing out of uh, an 80s movie... Because were you the run that was super invested in a like uh, the idea of like a short round reboot? I, that was actually somebody else on Twitter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> I am emotionally invested in a short round. <laughs> no, you did the thing. Reboot. You did. You did the the thing first. <laughs> so whatever short round inevitably comes around. Um, I think it's time. I think it would be cool. Yeah. Uh, Long Duck Dong sequel. <laughs> Yes. Long Duck Dog's in jail, right? In, a, in any sort of rational universe? You know, I've never seen that movie. I'm pretty sure he's in jail. Is it 16 Candles? I don't remember which one it is. I guess it's like every one of those movies involved at least a, uh, is he an in assault. All the movies? Is it like a shared universe? I don't think so. Okay. I don't know. Those movies are racist. I didn't watch them. <laughs> I mean that that's the the yeah, that's a thing that uh I think has been written about plenty is like Nothing, not nothing. Lots of shit made us Asian guys feel alienated <laughs> from pop culture, but like Long Duck Dong is right up there. It was just like of our mm-hmm. generation. It was like, oh, no, 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 we don't belong. Not if you don't watch the movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does affect everyone else in the country, though. So, um, man. All right. Yeah. I don't know. What else? Uh, the, the only other. Uh, thing that has happened since you were last on the show that is a little bit tangential to racism news is uh, you got way into Twitter. 
Mm-hmm. And I guess Elon Musk might buy Twitter. We hate, we don't usually talk about shit like this, but yeah, I mean, I guess that's the news <laughs> on Twitter. Today. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? I'm gonna. I think I'm. I've been looking for. See, you're. I feel like ramping up on Twitter. You're still bullish on Twitter. Well, you you joined a lot earlier than I did, mm-hmm. um, and I joined. Part of joining up was because I knew that I was going to have to do some promotion of TKO Studios when mm-hmm, it launched. Mm-hmm. And then I did find because, so during the pandemic, um, me and the family were going to take a road trip to Massachusetts and stay for like five weeks. <laughs> and we ended up staying for 14 months <laughs> yeah. in this big old haunted house, which was like by the beach. And it was like kind of great, but it was also very isolating. And yeah. so I did find that I was on Twitter a lot because I kind of missed that interaction with other creative folks and people that, you know, there were really a lot of people were kind of, I think they're actually like real life friends of yours, but I've never met. Sure, sure, sure. So I've been steadily stealing Andrew's friends for two years of pandemic time. That, I don't think that's true. I think you just like, uh, well, I think what it also is, it's like you have like a fucking family mm-hmm. and you don't like, not that I see like live comedy or anything like that, but like I'm out more than you are doing yeah. shit in the evening time. And I'm not sure that Twitter was a substitute for all the live action, like live comedy. I was no, seeing so, so good. <laughs> so good to watch comedy. I love it. Uh, yeah. So this, look, this is a fucking weird episode. We're just, we're just, this is like the most, like we're just sitting around having coffee kind of jam. It, I mean, um, it is. That's literally what we're doing. We're sitting in New Orleans rules. I just had uh, so much uh, red beans and rice. It was a large volume. Oh my god, I feel crazy. The serving sizes are, are large. Yeah, I've not been. Uh, the body has not been uh, treated <laughs> like a temple. I've been eating a lot of foods that don't make me feel good. Ultimately, I feel kind of gross. Um, but New Orleans rules. Um, I don't know. Is there any like anything you can say about New Orleans that is? I, I think it's like you know, it's, the South is weird. It's obviously, a beautiful city. Yeah, everything is fifteen minutes away from everything else, which is great. Um, people are very nice. We have had to shut down multiple times for lightning storms <laughs> and shut down production because of a tornado watch, which I never had before. Um, and there was a flash flood in our parking lot. So it was all, it's all new, but exciting. <laughs> <Pretty good. laughs> oh man. All right. We're going to take a little uh, commercial break uh, just because this is a weird episode and look, we're just, we're struggling as it is to, <laughs> to live. Um, so we'll be right back. Oh, we're back. Weren't those commercials good? They were so good. Oh, so what's going to happen now? We're going to attempt. All right. So here, this is going to be, uh, th- th- there's a world where this is, um, there's some post-production fiddling around here. But what I'm going to attempt to do is play voicemails from my laptop. And uh, so Z and I can hear them. And then what's going to happen is maybe they will be layered in at higher audio quality. So, yeah. so there's a chance you won't hear us talking over them, but also there's a chance that you will. Well, how long is this clip? And also, by the way, just I don't know Tawny, but I just want to apologize in advance 
for. <laughs> oh my god! No, no, huge, huge apologies. Not from Z, from me. Uh, yeah, I, did we say uh, what? Yeah, Tani, Tani is traveling for work, and then I told producer Kevin, "Fuck it, I'll just, I'll just record it with Z." Um, and then. Uh, so this is how we're doing it. I also didn't bring microphones or anything. So this is, uh, this is, we'll see how it goes. Look, if it sucks, um, I don't know. The podcast is free. Hi, Yo Crew. I actually have a question for both Andrew and Tawny in regards to hair. Um, uh, part Asian on my dad's side and it is manifesting in my hair. I had a bit of a mental breakdown last year, and I shaved my head. And in the process of growing out, I'm realizing not laying down. Um, it's about two inches now, and it's just a stick straight up my head, and I look a little crazy. I'm told if I can't find an Asian salon that has expertise in our hair or Asian hair, sorry, um, I should go to a black barber. Both of those feel really weird considering I look very white. Uh, do you have any advice? Do you know if this is true? Um, and should I be reaching out to my barbers in the area? Uh, thanks. Uh, today's my 30th birthday, by the way. I hope you guys have a great day. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. We hope you have a good day. Um, obviously, Tawny's not here, but... Uh, I did pick this for two reasons. One, uh, Z is my friend who, I'm going to say, gets more haircuts than anyone <laughs> I've ever met. Uh, but also, and again, we can throw this out if, if you don't want this out there, uh, he has mixed kids yes. with mixed hair. And very different hair. Yeah. So uh, I thought that, uh, yeah, we could... Uh, you might have insight into some of this shit. First, well, first the haircutting thing. The haircutting thing. Yeah, that's an interesting thing because, you know, actually when I was growing up, my dad was like, you know, we can only go to the Asian yeah. uh, barber and hairstylist because they're the only ones who understand our hair. Yeah. I will say now, especially, I'm not sure where you live, but, you know, in a lot of places, there Asians get their cut, haircut everywhere. And so it's kind of like mm -hmm. there's probably more of an understanding of what Asian hair will and won't do. Mm -hmm. Um I'm kind of in the same boat as you and that like if my hair was like two inches short, it would stick straight out, which yeah. is also one of the reasons why historically I've gotten my hair cut every one and a half weeks to two weeks. <laughs> um, since the pandemic, I've been cutting my own hair, um, which has been crazier and crazier. But, you know, I think that we do live in a time where, you know, any, and I think this is, you know, this is, you shaved your head. It's about two inches um, long now. I think going to a barber that maybe you'll spend a little bit more money, but you can kind of talk to them about, you know, this is where my hair is right now. Mm -hmm. um, what would you suggest? And how do I transition, make this haircut uh, something I feel comfortable with as mm -hmm. I'm walking around every day, knowing that you want to transition your haircut into something as you grow it out. Presumably longer, yeah. Presumably longer, if that's what you want. Um, but having a barber that you know maybe has like a three to six month plan where you can keep going back to them. Oh. And that way, wow, Andrew, I can't believe you, this is, this is new to you. I get, I get my haircut <laughs> about four times a year. Okay. But if you, if you go, I never think about it. And you say, listen, this is what my hair is like right now. This is where I'd like to be in six months. How can you start to shape it? So the in-between stuff is not awkward. Something I can feel confident with. 
And then also, you know, maybe they can recommend some products because I know that Andrew also has some. Yeah, has my, my, hair's, like my hair's relaxer before. Worse. Oh, yeah. But that was a, a, a big mistake, I okay. feel. So I did relaxer one time. Also, though, it was uh, with my friend uh, in high school. Maybe it was during college days. No, it was during college days, but it was my friend from high school who is um, mixed uh, black and white did it. Um, and I think we both, it was also like, this is aging me significantly during the most emo times. So like having like floppy hair was sort of like <laughs> more of a thing. Um, but no, I did find that to ultimately be sort of a mistake that made me feel like weirdly kind of self-hating kind of this, like, I just want different hair kind of vibe, which I didn't love about that. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess not that I wouldn't recommend it, but I was like, that did, I, when I did it to myself, I was like, nah, this yeah. isn't like ideal. What I have uh, done in Los Angeles, which is easier to do, um, and this is also like specific and maybe not t- quite correct, is the fucking uh, Latino barbers, mm-hmm. I think, have, have done the best job f- uh, of the non Asian. But it's also like, at least in LA, there's much many more Asian folks, and and so that's like easier to do. Um, may I ask you uh, about like your kids' hair? Is there anything? Because yeah. so what I, I will say this is like my most like uh, uh, probably toxic Asian guy thing uh, <laughs> is I remember thinking like when your kids were born, I was like, oh, they look so Chinese except for their hair, <laughs> <laughs> which is I I don't even can't even really put my finger on the reason that that's fucked up, but it feels fucked up. They have, they have a, uh, a variation, you know, there's the, the all their hair is, is curlier. Yeah. Mine is a wavier rather. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But some of the, some, you know, I have three kids. One, one of them is, has very thick hair. One of them has very thin hair. Um, and you know, it's just kind of, it just, it requires different stuff. Yeah. You know? yeah and yeah. I think that's probably one of the things that you, Want to, and part of the reason I, I suggest you, you find a barber that you really like and you'll go to again and again is that they have a context for it. That way you're not re explaining what you want right. to a new person. And I also think, you know, that's, that's somebody who you can make a plan with. And also, like, right. you, know, you, you deserve to have something where you feel confident right now, but you also have something where, right. you know, in six months, you kind of have a goal for how you want to look. Um, I guess we should get back to the caller's other part of the question, which was like, is, does it make sense to go to a black barber? Um, obviously, we have the least experience with this, I would guess. Um, uh, I don't think I've ever been to a black barber. I've had that recommended to me. I've um, only had one person cut my hair in the last 20 years. Besides you. Besides myself. <laughs> so I don't, I don't really so have... So you're a real, I don't you're really a real loyalist. Yeah. And when I, he moved out of town, I started cutting my hair. So I think, I think it's like... I think that's probably... Um, well, the, the way in which that advice is useful is that like, like many sort of like minorities, I guess, like we all have experience dealing with the majority and whereas the vice versa might not be true. So like a white barber is way less likely to have any experience with anything other than white folks hair than like a black barber will likely have like experience with black folks hair, but also with white people's hair. And like, there's probably a reasonable chance that, you know, that if you feel like your hair is something 
in between as far as like stiffness goes. God, I'm like, I feel like I'm like walking through a minefield, even though I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm right. I don't know. Um, like you'll probably be fine. And then the optics of like sort of looking white and going to the barber, I feel like that's probably worth avoiding using Z's plan of like just finding someone you can sort of work with. I will say also the like losing your mind and shaving your head. Uh, if anyone read the thing I wrote for Esquire about my own uh, mental health struggles, uh, that's the thing I used to do all the time. Just shave my fucking head when I didn't feel good about life. That might be worth looking into also. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Caller, I think, I think, I mean, I think you're, you know, it'd be fine to try a black barber, but I think that's probably, there are things that will be better. And if the optics of how you look um, bother you, I think it's fine to just not. I mean, I think it's just whatever you feel is going to make you feel comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. In the present and in the future. And tip well if you go to a black barber or any barber, I suppose. Hairstylist? I don't know what to say. Okay. All right. We're going to try one more voicemail. Let's see how this shit goes. So I have a coworker who is definitely coming up to me as a little bit racist, but I just started working at this organization and we rarely ever come in person. But the one time I did come in person, she made a note to walk over to my cubicle unmasked, we work in a healthcare facility, and she was like, hey, oh, disclaimer, I am South Asian, and she goes, hey, I think this is something that might interest you, and proceeds to tell me about her purple carrot vegan order, which was, I guess, South Asian food inspired, um, and then on a different day, we were talking about different documentaries we've been watching, and I mentioned that I watched Tinder Swindler, and I was like, I don't know how to feel bad for those girls because if my fiance had asked me for $100, I would have laughed in his face, like lightheartedly as in a joke. And then she goes, oh, well, I didn't feel bad for those Harvey Weinstein girls. So, you know, and I just said, no, I don't know because those are two completely different situations because there's no power dynamics between a rando on Tinder. Anyways, my question is, how do I get her to stop coming up to me and telling me her hot takes that I really... I can't, I can't hear anymore because she also comes up to talk to me about sports. Do I sound like someone that watches sports? And she also comes up to talk to me about like anything controversial and she has a very cold take. So how do I get her to stop? Love the pod. I, I have an actual question. I, so I've known you for like fucking 25 years now, something mm-hmm. like that. And I don't know the answer to this question. <laughs> Have you ever had like a like a, a an office job? Not really, but I, you know. But well, I mean, when I was in writers' rooms, you know. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. You know, it's tough. It's like, yeah because a lot of this stuff sounds like it's it sounds to me like a, like microaggressions by an incredibly stupid person. Sure, <laughs> who is probably unaware of a lot of the things. Yeah, and it's it, it's a, it's one of the things because it's so seemingly sounds like it's pervasive and. And random. There's sometimes when it's somebody is that, yeah, out of it, yeah, it's 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 almost somewhat harder to deal with. Well, know? so she, that is a little bit my question because like writers' rooms obviously definitely have this dynamic, but like a random office job that you hate is like because like in a in a writers' room. 
like even even all if ultimately like like this person isn't like exactly your cup of tea um and not that there aren't toxic not saying you've worked in one of these rooms but like not that there aren't like completely mm-hmm. toxic horrible people yeah. in writers rooms but and this is a little bit just the fucked upness of hollywood on some level, you are still kind of trying to impress and be cool with almost everyone in a writer's room situation. And then again, I think it's just because of like, you know, that's how writer's rooms are structured and entertainment. We're like lucky to be in there. Whereas like there is to me a different quality of like talking to someone in an office job where you're like, I hate this job. <laughs> I hate this person. I hate, you know, like there's just nothing mm-hmm. redeemable about this. And like, like, yeah, I'm not saying, you know, you, you should love everyone working in entertainment. You probably, one definitely probably shouldn't. However, you are like sort of externally incentivized to like at right. least be cool with almost everyone um, in a way that usually aligns with your personal goals. Whereas like I've just been in jobby jobs where I've just been like, <laughs> fuck everything about this, like everything about this. Um, so, so that's all. That's mainly why I was like curious. I'm sorry. Did the caller say that this was her I think, boss? Or I think it's just like just a co-worker. white coworker. Yeah, co-worker. yeah, yeah. I mean, because so so the reason I asked because it's like my solution. I think it will be a little different than your solution because like again in our in our entertainment context, you can't really just be like seriously fuck off forever. Yeah. Whereas like again in like a random office job, healthcare in this case. Like, and and again, this is my bias showing because I like my job now, but I've hated my job in the past. But like, I've just like, my advice would probably something close to like, just tell this racist person that they're racist and to fuck off. <laughs> but like, that's not useful advice. I mean, so I, I think one of the, one of the things is thinking about, and you also don't have to think about this person and get inside their mentality because that's probably not like a great place to be. <laughs> right. But like, you know, what is the outcome that they're hoping for, right? Is yeah. it one, that they're going to provoke you? This person seems almost too dumb. Yeah, to yeah, that. yeah. So are they looking for you to kind of agree with them? Yeah. And uh, I think they're looking of, for a friend. So I think one way you can shut this down is to just simply not respond or yeah. look at them or respond like even verbally and acknowledge that they're there. Right. And eventually I think they'll probably get the hint and you haven't really said yeah. or done anything that can necessarily put something right. of, yeah, you don't want to get line. in trouble. Yeah. But if you just shut down their pathway to getting what they want, most people will just stop going to you, hoping to get that. See, thing. this again tells me you haven't worked in because <laughs> like the, the like, cluelessness and bottom of charisma <laughs> is I think genuinely something you're not used to. <laughs> like there's no, mm-hmm. no low and the well of energy that sometimes these folks could have. is <laughs> uh, Which does bring me to, as you're talking though, is like probably the, the tactic that like, look, I've, I've also worked with writers who I like don't agree with on everything um, but because of, again, like the fact that I generally like my jobs and like things like that, like, or, sorry, every job, every single job I've ever had in entertainment I've loved, please <laughs> hire me forever. Um, but is like just finding the one thing you can stand to talk to this person about 
like whatever it is like i know that like this this, is so dark (laughs) well but it's like because i think for a lot of people i think there probably is no other option but it's like like okay you don't have to talk to this person about sports and like you hate their takes on other shit but and this isn't like fair that you have to dig for this but there's a world where there's got to be something (laughs) something that you like that that this person also likes and you don't mind talking to them about potentially um i don't know what it is um but yeah but i also i also uh will tell you and uh this this was uh evidenced at uh z's wedding however long ago my capacity for sort of like nodding along oh to God. like the most I've never seen anything <laughs> tedious like human beings in existence. Was <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen Andrew talk to somebody for one hour where clearly he just wanted to walk away. Well, also it was like, at one point we we're talking about like different, like tensile strengths of steel. Like it was unbelievable. <laughs> was like, <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's, maybe that's a little bit what, where that comes from too is like, my my like abilities are like uh huh uh huh. <laughs> I just think this person is putting you in a really tough situation. Yeah, 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 and that's not it's not really your fault. Fair, and it sounds like so. I think shutting down realistically is the actual best move here. <laughs> We're gonna get this person fired. <laughs> <laughs> well, or just like again, like fucking dig deep. There's got to be something. I, I just think, maybe I, well, I just think somebody putting this caller in this situation yeah. and the caller having to do an additional labor yeah. is, a it, yeah. It, by the way, which is, if, if you're fine with that, different people have different tolerances for something like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Weirdly. Yeah. My tolerance is high, but my reaction is not positive. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, this is not that. I mean, I feel like we've thrown out a lot of. I mean, I yeah, and it's just like the easy for us thing to say is like set up, you know, set a boundary with this person, tell them that you don't well, like talking to them or whatever. That's probably impossible in most actual yeah. offices. You can't do that shit. So, you know, I mean, it's also like just lie to them. You have shit to do. Oh, sorry, I got to take this call. Just like, I think it's like you can be sort of passive aggressively avoidant enough to like, at least not have this ruin your day and not feel bad about it. <sighs> wow. Bad advice. Double, double bad advice from Andrew and Z today. <laughs> no, just from me. Yeah. But look, this is, this is a weird record. Well, let's just, we'll, we'll, uh, Z, tell, uh, tell people where they can find you as long as Twitter's still around. Um, if you, you feel can find like me it. on <laughs> The Z Chun's my name, T H E T Z E C H U N. The Z Chun, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find my comic book company yeah. at uh, tkopresents.com. Awesome. Um, yeah, those, and the comics are uh, like, I, I, the thing that I have noticed is that I think really helpful is like, you know, I, you tend to have not like, a monopoly on diversity. But I do think it's like, if you're a listener of the show, like the thing is there are lots of different types of stories, lots of different types of writers. Um, you know, I, it, not, not that comics is as monolithic as it used to be, but I think that that is really like a nice thing about. Yeah. We try to have a lot of different types of stories. We'll do, yeah. 
we pretty much publish books in any genre. Um, yeah. The only genre we don't do is superhero. Right. Right, right, right. So, yeah, if you're listening to the show, it's probably a decent chance. <laughs> it's not your favorite? I don't fucking know. Um, suboptimalpods.com to find out how to uh, listen to, you know, other shit that we do, including Yo, Can We Live, our premium show, which is once again going to be Z. Uh, all right. That's it. Peace. This is Suboptimal.